This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching today. We may have some that are watching for the first time today. We want you to know we're delighted to have you. And those of you who watch every time we're on the air, thank you so very much. We hope that today's lesson will be a blessing to you. Today we want to discuss a question. Why do I feel guilty all the time? Maybe you don't, but some do. We want to talk about the subject of guilt today. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now on our telecast, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course, and I'd like to emphasize the course is free. We want you to have that course so that you can learn more about the Bible. You know, Jesus would have us to know the truth. In John 8, 32, he said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We hope that you'll stay tuned today so that you can learn more about the course, so that you can learn how to receive the course. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from Proverbs, the 21st chapter, and verse 8. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 8. And I'd like to read this from the American Standard Version. And the, and the reading is, The way of him that is laden with guilt is exceeding crooked. As for the pure, his work is right. A, a man sent a letter to the IRS along with a check. And the man in the letter said, Here is money that I owe the IRS. I have not been reporting all of my income. And he said, I hope that this check will help to clear up my record. It has kept me asleep, awake at night, and I was not able to sleep. But he said, If it continues to keep me awake, I'll send you the rest of the money. Well, the man was suffering from guilt. It's been said that everybody feels guilty about something. And there's a great deal that has been written about guilt. And there's much damage that has been done by guilt. It was Shakespeare who said that the mind of guilt is full of scorpions. And, and Seneca said, every guilty person is his own hangman. The fact is, guilt is inevitable. The Bible is full of examples of those who disregarded God to go in their own way, their own willful way, 
which eventually led to feelings of guilt. You think about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And God placed them there and He told them of the, in, re, in respect to the tree in the midst of the garden, The day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But they were deceived by Satan, and they ate of that fruit, and they sinned, and they felt guilty, and it caused them to try to hide from God. You think about David, the, the man who is described in the Bible as being after God's own heart. He was not a man after God's own heart when he was doing wrong, but he was a man after God's own heart when he was repenting of his sins. But David did sin. He sinned by committing adultery. He sinned by having a man killed, and it was the, the husband of the woman with whom he had a child. But when David was confronted by his sin, by Nathan the prophet, David felt guilty. And he said, I have sinned. The prodigal son in Luke the 15th chapter experienced guilt. He came to his father. He wanted his inheritance. And the father divided his living between his sons. And not many days after the young, younger son gathered all together and he took his journey into a far country, and there he wasted his substance in righteous living. And he began to be in want. And the Bible says that when he came to himself, he said, What servant of my father's house, house hath food enough to spare? And I will perish with hunger. He said, Now this is what I will do. I will arise and I will go to my father and I will say, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. You see, he felt guilty because of what he had done. So indeed, guilt is inevitable in our lives. Feelings of guilt could be caused by a number of things. One of the things that might cause guilt is, first of all, an awareness of sin in our lives. In the sixth chapter of Isaiah, beginning in the very first part of that chapter, it is the, the scene of Isaiah's being called at the prophetic office. This was the occasion when he was called up to seemingly the very throne room of God. And in the presence of God, he said, I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. He was aware of his sin. When we compare ourselves with God himself, we are aware of our sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. An immoral awareness can cause us to have feelings of guilt. No, knowing there are things that we ought to do, and then we fail to do those things, can make us feel guilty. I remember one day on my way in the afternoon to preach in a gospel meeting and I was really in a hurry and I passed by a church building as I was leaving town and across the street from that church building was a man with a sign in his hand saying, we'll work for food. And I thought, well, I can't stop because I'm going to be late for my preaching appointment. 
But it bothered me that the man was standing there. I felt so guilty in passing him by. Oh, I was almost enraged because I thought, here's a man standing across the street from a church building saying, I'll work for food, and they won't help him. So a few days later, I was driving through the city where I lived at the time, and there stood another person by the side of the road with a similar sign, we'll work for food. My wife said, here's your chance now. So I stopped. You see, I felt guilty about passing up the other fellow. And I stopped and I said, you say that you'll work for food? I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if you'll get in your car, if you'll follow me up to the church building where I preach, I'll give you some food. And they said, no, we, we can't do that right now. You see, they weren't really being honest. They weren't interested in working for food. What they wanted was me to give them some money. But I felt guilty because I'd passed the other person by. You see, the Bible says to know to do good and to fail to do it is wrong, James 4 and verse 17. Another thing that can cause feelings of guilt is striving for human perfection and missing the goal. All, all of us should be aware of the fact that we're, we're not perfect people. If we were perfect, we would not need access to the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth isn't in us. 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. None of us are perfect. That's the reason that we need the blood of Jesus that can cleanse us and make us as pure and clean as the driven snow. But then something else that can cause us to have feelings of guilt is our attitude or our concept of God. If we view God only as a stern judge waiting for us to slip, waiting for us to make a mistake, so he can pounce on us, then we likely have feelings of guilt. That's not the correct balanced view of God. God is, can be severe, and he can be stern. And one day there we will face a judge who will do what's right, Genesis 18.25. But he's also a God of kindness and love and pity and mercy. But if you only have that concept of God that He's a stern God, just waiting for us to make a mistake so that He can jump on you, pounce on you, then you likely have feelings of guilt. Another thing that may cause us to have guilty feelings is the feeling that we have disappointed God. I rather suspect that somewhere along the way that all of us have disappointed God. But, but it may be that you have never resolved that guilt that you have in having disappointed Him. And then we might have guilt feelings because they have been imposed on us by other people. You know, some people seem to make it their business to make other people feel guilty for not doing what they want them to do. Some people just seem to have the knack of trying to make other people feel guilty. That's imposed guilt. But so there are a number of things that can cause us to have feelings of guilt. But what about the results of unresolved guilt? Well, first of all, 
Some will do like Judas. Judas felt guilty when he, when he betrayed Jesus. He went out and hanged himself. There's some people that feel so guilty about things that have gone on in their lives that they just choose to terminate life. I want you to know that is not the answer. There is an alternative to that. That is not the answer. There is a way to resolve the guilt that you have in your life. Some try to drown their feelings of guilt in a bottle. They, they, they drink in order to, to, to drown out for just a little while those feelings of guilt that they have. But I have never known of an individual who tried that that was successful. But you see, after they sober up, they still have all those feelings of guilt. Actually, what happens is that they go deeper into feelings of guilt. There are those that try to drown out their feelings of guilt with using drugs of all kinds, using uh, some that they even manufacture themselves. I want you to know that is not the way to deal with guilt. There is so much unhappiness in our world that that can be attributed to unresolved guilt in the lives of people. And some people feeling helpless and hopeless only go deeper and deeper into sin. So if you are feeling guilty about your life, if you feel in despair because of the sin and things you've done that are, that are wrong, I want you to know that there is a better way. How do men try to remove the guilt of their sins? How do, how do, how do you get, try to get rid of that feeling of guilt? Well, some people suppress it. They just suppress it. And then there are others that deny that there's anything whatsoever that is wrong. They're in denial. And then some people try to remove their guilt by doing all kinds of good things. I've seen people like this. They were doing a lot of good things. And they were so busy here and there trying to do for other people, doing good things. But the real motivation behind all of that is they were trying in some way to feel good because they were eaten up with guilt. And then another way that some try to remove the guilt in their life is by trying to place their guilt on someone else. We sometimes use the expression of someone putting you on a guilt trip. And so that's the way some people deal with their guilt. They try to put other people on a guilt trip. Well, man was created with the capacity to feel guilt. I think we need to understand that it's not wrong to feel guilty. There's something wrong when you don't. You see, man has a conscience. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 beginning, Paul wrote, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines of devils, having their, listen to him now, having their conscience 
seared with a hot iron. And so there are those that have a conscience hardened or seared, and they don't feel guilty. That's because they have abused their conscience. But a person who has a, a conscience normally can have a feeling of guilt. Here's a man who is married, has a wife and children, and he has a beautiful family. His wife loves him with all of our heart. But then he get off, gets off with the boys one night, and he, in a moment of weakness, sins by committing adultery, and he is burdened down with guilt. You know the reason he's burdened down with guilt is because he has a conscience. You see, our conscience can cause us to feel the burden of guilt after we commit sin. Now, the, 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 where the problem comes in is when we commit sin and we don't have that burden of guilt. On the day of Pentecost, when Peter preached to the, to the people gathered there and he told them that, that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that they had killed Him, that they had crucified the Messiah. The Bible says when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. They felt guilty. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? There are people all over the world right now who feel guilty. Maybe some of you watching now who feel guilty about something in your life and you wonder, what can I do? What can I do? I don't know what to do about the guilt in my life. Well, these people said, what shall we do? And we need to seek to relieve guilt feelings in a proper way. And it's not by denial. It's not by placing our feelings of guilt on someone else. It's not by suppression. But it's going to the foot of the cross. You see, these people asked, what shall we do? They felt so guilty because they were guilty of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter told them to repent and to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why, Peter? For the remission of sins. That our sins be removed. And when we are forgiven our sins, we are, we are relieved of those feelings of guilt. I I'd sometimes talk to Christians who say, well, Brother Lambert, I know that the Lord has forgiven me of my sins, but, but I just can't forget about it. I can't forget about the things that I've done. The Lord receives us, and we need to accept our reception. We need to realize that our Lord is great and good and kind and merciful. We're not going to be able to wipe everything out of our memory, but we can go to bed at night knowing that all is well with my soul. Guilt really is a distress signal that, that, that something is wrong. And it's tragic when a person does not feel guilt. Well, if you were to put your hand on a stove that, that uh, 
was uh, hot, red hot. You'd feel pain. You'd pull your hand back. And when we have those feelings of guilt, those pangs of guilt, we're warned about some spiritual danger that's going on in our heart. Robert Wadlow is reported to have been the world's tallest man. But he died. He developed an infection in his heel and that there were no pain endings in his heel and he had no feeling there. So he got a blister in his heel and that blister turned into an infection and eventually he died. And when we abuse our conscience and our conscience becomes hard and seared and we get to the point that we have no feeling at all about the sin in our life. We are in a very dangerous state. So it is tragic when a person does not feel guilt. Well, some might say, well, Brother Lambert, what's the cure for guilt? What is the cure? Well, let's go back to Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. This is one of many examples that we can cite about how people resolve their guilt. On the day of Pentecost, Peter's preaching to a crowd of people, who, people who had cried out and said in regard to Jesus, crucify him, crucify him. And it was the day of Pentecost when Peter stood before these people and he preached about Jesus. He preached about his life, Acts 2, 22. In verse 23, he preached about his death. In verse 24, his resurrection. And he preached that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. For example, in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 36, he said, I want you to listen to me. He said, let all the house of Israel know assuredly. That means let them know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, well now when they heard what? When they heard the sermon that Peter had preached, when they heard that the one that they had crucified on Calvary was none other than the Christ, the Son of God. So when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. They were cut to the quick. Their conscience hurt them. They felt guilty. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And the answer given to them in verse number 38 is this. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, 
in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And then they that gladly received the word were baptized. And there were added unto them in that day about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the fellowship, breaking of bread and in prayers. Oh, my friend, these people felt so guilty. And they said, what do we do about it? What do we do about our sin? What do we do about the fact we crucified the Son of God? And they were told they needed to repent of their sins. And if I may say so, the whole world today needs to repent. Acts 17, 30, 2 Peter 3, 9. And they repented of their sins. And they were baptized. You see, Peter knew that Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. About 3,000 of them were baptized that very day, and they were added to the church by the Lord Himself, Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. That's the cure for guilt. You see, they came to the foot of the cross where there is cleansing and freedom from the guilt of sin. And if the Son therefore shall make you free, you'll be free indeed. I'm likely speaking to someone right now who feels guilty about the life you've been living and you don't know what to do. May I urge you to come to the foot of the cross. You, you say, well, I've, I've given my life over to sin so long. I don't know that the Lord could ever forgive me. My friend, you're the kind that he loved so much that he died on the cross for. He said in Luke chapter 5, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He came to die for you, for me. And so resolve your guilt by giving your life to Jesus. He loves you. He loves you so much that He died for you. And He wants you to be saved. And you can have freedom, freedom from the guilt of sin. I want to thank you for watching today. And may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And please, right now, don't hesitate in picking up the telephone, calling for the uh, the number that you see on the screen for the Bible course. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 
1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>